Greetings, and welcome to Heroes of Tomorrow, a part of the Untold Stories Project. I am your host and game master, Aaron. Heroes of Tomorrow is an actual play of Mutants and Masterminds, the world's greatest superhero RPG from Green Run and Publishing, and is set within the connected version of Earth Prime that can be seen in other offerings from the Untold Stories Project, including Nether War, City of Destiny, Guardians of Haven, Gemstars, and Freedom League Dark, plus a couple of our uh, one-shots. Mutants and Masterminds is a D20-based system which allows players and game masters to create stories featuring all of the greatest heroes of their imagination. And speaking of players and heroes, we've got a fantastic group of players here. We will have them introduce themselves now, going in alphabetical order. Tell us who you are, where else our listeners can find you, who you're playing, and answer our question of the day, which is... What is your character's relationship with their parents slash legal guardians slash adopted parents like? And we will go ahead and start with Alex. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and uh, you can find me all over the network. I am the GM for Freedom Week Dark. I play Crucible over in the City of Destiny. I'm the GM for the Guardians of Haven. I'm also the line developer for Mutants and Masterminds over at Green Running Publishing. So I'm here to make sure everything that we do is canon adjacent. <laughs> As for who I am playing today, I am playing Dr. Henry Barrister, who is one part Care Bear, one part Scare Bear. <laughs> yeah. As for the question of the day, Henry's relationship with his father is that his father has been banished to some dark nether dimension and he lives in constant fear of the responsibility of not summoning him back to the prime material plane. Don't worry, listeners, that'll all make sense eventually. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just say listeners hi everyone my name is brandon um you can see me around the network uh as portal in city of destiny um i also play uh emerald the unluckiest uh member of, of the gem stars despite having the emerald gem star of fortune and a number of one shots as well i play damian irons the angsty teenage son of an octopus in a mech suit. For the answer of the day, well, my mom had my mom is dead, and my dad replaced him, replaced her with an alternate universe version. And oh yeah, also my dad is like I said, an octopus in a mech suit. Once again, our listeners miss some of the <laughs> best facial expressions. Monkey's <laughs> face is so not on mute. That is not. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's not not what happened. It is very much not what happened. <laughs> I mean, technically, none of that is wrong, and yet it is completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's almost like he's an angsty teenager. <laughs> look, look, guys. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> That's our motto. It's complicated. Yeah, really. Hey, everybody. I'm Calvin. Uh, I'm in various things on the Untold Stories Project channel. And if you're over on the YouTubes, I'm over also on the Win With Dice channel, where we have weekly gaming streams and tabletop RPG podcasts. Uh, and today, I will be playing Vincent Walker, a.k.a. The Speed Demon. And as for his relationship to his parents... I mean, he did get his interests in, like, physics and metahuman biology from them, because they were, you know, experts at that sort of thing. 
I think his relationship with him kind of varies between like like his mother. I think is a bit more strict and demanding. Has kind of like a high bar for expectations, which he tries his hardest to meet. I think his dad is a little bit looser, a little bit more willing to have fun and uh, you know go out and hang out, play catch, throw a ball around, swing a bat at it, that kind of thing. He's the one who taught Vincent how to actually you know fight. <laughs> so, Vincent's kind of into baseball. He got that from his dad. Hi, I'm Jemmy. You can find me around the network on Gemstars playing Mary, who I'm not going to say is the unluckiest, but definitely has her own issues. Um, uh, or in a bunch of one-shots, and you might have heard us in our old podcast. Alex, uh, who is also going, uh, also known as Wildcard, my favorite little gremlin. Uh, and to answer the question, the relationship with their family is not good at all. Because they don't know their mother, they don't like their father, and they only know their aunt who has connected them to the fact that they are related to all of the Greek gods in some way or another, and doesn't tell them which one is their mother. So, you know, great relationship with the family. That's typical stuff. They did identify themselves as your aunt, which Yeah, that doesn't help. She has, like, like, 11 siblings. And, like, six sisters. So you've narrowed it down to six. But I Probably. don't know which one, and I know that, I, that that at least being connected to them connects me to a lot bigger of a tree. Because technically a bunch of the Greek gods and all of their children are all like in- Yeah, yeah, it's more of a trunk. Exactly! Like, it's a family reef. Ew. It was a king who was like based entire family. Hey guys, I'm Kat. I am playing Cassian Quinn. He is the Lafondian quarter gem three-fourths boy. He's also really, really awkward, and I'm enjoying playing him so far, and I love him. As for me, you can find me across the channel um, in Netherwar, Freedomly Dark, Guardians of Haven, and a couple one-shots, and now here. As for the question of the day, so my parents, um, I had a really good relationship with my parents before I was yeeted into the next dimension um, and never saw them again. Now, the closest thing I have to a parent is a resonant. And I assume that my relationship with her is fine, but also, like, she's not my mom, and she knows that she's not my mom, so it's not quite the same as it was. Yeah. Can you find out what happened to your actual mom? Hi, I'm Wiki, and uh, as with most of the other people on the podcast, you can find me all around the network. Um, I was also briefly on the uh, podcast. Uh, You can find me mostly on Tuesday nights, either as the GM for Jumpstars or playing the aforementioned octopus in a mech suit um, when City of Destiny is uh, running. My brain absolutely just went blank there for a second. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Um, As for the answer to the question, his relationship with his dad is, is really good, actually. They're kind of like besties. As to his biological parents, though, uh, his biological mother died when he was born, and he has absolutely no idea who his father is. I'm sure that will not come back to him at some point in this podcast. Nah. His current parental figure, uh, who, if you ask him, is his dad, um, is great. And for those uh, of, of our players... Knowing who your aunt is uh, gives a list of, yeah, it's about 20. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I know it's my mom, but 
I also know gods are gods and will do things. Right, yeah. The, so yeah, there are there are 21 siblings of Eris. Exactly! So, it, the list has been narrowed down, but not, like, oh yeah, it's just like six to choose from. Yeah. No. It <laughs> hasn't been narrowed down, though, because, you know, just being a male god doesn't mean that he's no. not your mother. Right, no, no, absolutely. I mean, it's narrowed down to who are Eris's siblings, not exactly. only the women. <laughs> yep. When last we saw our heroes, after stopping a bank robbery by the Thieves Guild and having left campus unauthorized, our teenage heroes returned to campus where they were slightly upbraided by the Headmaster Summers about their act- actions, which on deeper inspection turned out to kind of be more of a test than him really being upset with them. So we left off as our teenage superhumans were all returning to their dorm, or in the case of Cassian, going to their dorm room for the first time this year. Cassian should be very excited about the fact that for the first time ever, he has a single. He also has a lava lamp. He also has a lava lamp, but we'll get to that. So yes, uh, we will pick up with our heroes as they are leaving the headmaster's office. As I said, Amelia immediately was heading back to the dorm. Although the headmaster's told you to go back to your rooms, where you're actually going is kind of, I guess, up to you. So where is everyone headed as you leave the headmaster's office? I'm going back to my room. All my stuff is there. (laughs) Same. I have to send a... um after action report to uh, to uh, Bowman, so. I'm going wherever Alex is taking me, because unless I turn into Eddie, I can't fight back. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Vince is going to stick with the group. Uh, he will ask, is anyone hungry? I'm really hungry. Like, I, know I mean, there's still pizza up in your room. Or, like, we can reheat it, because we still have more pizza. Oh, yeah. Zip. <laughs> He's just already Dude, there. <laughs> I... We could probably reheat it using the fire he just made. I'm going to stamp out some of the Blames in the lawn <laughs> as I walk. <laughs> uh, Cassian needs to go back out to his car to get all of his shit that's still in there <laughs> to lug it up to his room. <laughs> and apparently, none of your uh, new friends are going to help you carry your stuff up to your room. <laughs> he he ran out of there, bro. He ran. He did not wait. He did not ask. <laughs> he got away from these people as fast as he could. <laughs> wait till he finds out. <laughs> sign him so like, oh. and we were like oh hey do you want to come into the room and have some pizza with us and he's like god I got a lot of stuff to do actually so, let's follow Cassian for a few moments then oh no As, you yeah you, you you head to your room your, or to your car to get your stuff out of out of the car and as you're uh, walking back with, you know, probably a duffel bag and a suitcase, and I'm sure you have other stuff, but that, that'll do for the first trip. As you're walking back across the campus, you do notice kind of out on the quad hanging out, you see Sebastian Shields and Eddie Fell, uh, also known as Casanova and Chump. Ew. Both of whom you've had to deal with in the past. Ew. And, uh... Sebastian just kind of says, Oh, Cassian, hey. So a little bird told me that you were just seen on the news uh, helping stop a bank robbery. Okay. 
I thought the whole superhero thing was for the birds, as far as you were concerned. I don't remember asking you to look into my business. I mean, you put it on the nightly news. It's not exactly private. Well, I'm here now, am I not? Sure are. So, gonna join the next gen? Are you just sad that they rejected your application? Oh, please. Headmaster's been begging me to join the team. I'm sure that he has. Now, are you done? Can I go, or do you have other worthless things to say in my presence? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go. Oh, thank you for your permission. And he'll just jerk the suitcase out of the grass (laughs) and head away. Hey, uh, Cassian, give me a will save. No. Oh! Is Cassian going to beat this kid's ass on the first day of school? Please do. Maybe. More importantly, are we all there? Nope. (laughs) Not only are you not there, but, uh... His, uh, his mind control is also subtle. This is not good. You got a natural one? I sure did. I sure did. I'm gonna let's let it play out. You're happy with that? You have a hero point. Uh, I'll send a luck point. I forgot I had a luck point. Okay. Let's try again. 18. Ooh, 28. 28. Okay. So as you are walking away, your foot catches in a, probably like a gopher hole or something. And you almost trip on your face, but then manage to catch yourself. Do I know that was him? Nope. All right, the subtle effect, you have no idea that anything happened. I just pridefully lift my chin in the air. (laughs) Okay. All right, so you get back to the dorm as everyone else is making their way up the stairs, except for Vincent, who is already long gone. (laughs) Stairs are on fire. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, the stairs are metal. Uh, as you make your way up to the third floor, Amelia will hand you your room key and say, yeah, yeah so you're in uh, 308, so just down the hall. And uh, yeah, uh, good luck. <laughs> He'll smile shyly at her and then give her like a wink before walking off. Okay. And as you get to your room, you will notice, first of all, that uh, Yuna Tanaka is in the room directly across from you. Her door is currently open. And she is, uh, it's not loud enough to be obnoxious, but has, uh, death metal playing Mm. in her room. And she is just laying on the bed, kind of staring up at the ceiling, kind of gesturing with her hands. And you can see, uh, shadows on the ceiling moving around. Do I know Yuna? You're at least familiar with her. She is also a junior, so you've had classes with her. Uh, she has shadow-based powers. Is she nice? She... Most of the time, she is nice. Is she a bully? She's not a bully. She is not a bully. Uh, Most of the time, she's nice, but it seems like sometimes she makes really bad decisions and then gets upset about it. So most of the time, though, she is very prim, very proper, and very nice. But then every now and then, she just does something that seems very out of character that is horrible and reprehensible. Uh, he'll just call, hey, Yuna, and give her, like, a wave before unlocking his room. She'll kind of wave at you. You would know that she had been briefly dating Martin Conte, who was a member of the Next Gen. He went by the name of NGM, which means New Golden Marvel. He's a paragon. He graduated last year, but she's a junior, so. Okay. It's not going to mention that in case they broke up. <laughs> yeah, but you know that they had dated for a little. So you open the door, your room is, you know, fairly standard, 
dorm room and you know you've got a single bed there's a desk there's a table you have a mini fridge there and there's also a lava lamp sitting on the nightstand which you did not is not standard but it was just there there's just a lava lamp in your room oh junior upgrades <laughs> <laughs> so what are the rest of y'all doing as you head back to your room I feel like Cassian's theme song is Ain't Nothing Gonna Break My Stride. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Damien, pleased he didn't get in trouble. Nothing else really going on. He's gonna do what every teenager does. Plop on his bed and get on his phone. Okay. Bro, I'm going back to bed. We were gonna reheat some pizza. I'm gonna go have a conversation with Damien. Yeah, if anyone wants that pizza, you better get there quick. <laughs> I'm coming. Dude, you better save me. Jason is going to go to the um, common area our little lounge area, make some Hot Pockets, put up his new poster that uh, the dad left for him, and start that action report, which will end with, P.S., I've been told to ask you about your first mission. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I'll make that uh, after action report blog post. That would be fun. <sighs> All right, so let's uh, go over to uh, Henry and... Uh... Damien. With apparently Jason in there as well. Oh yeah, he's got headphones on, so you guys don't know that he's listening, but he's totally listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume he's listening because his whole job is to spy <laughs> on me. So. so I will come and I will softly knock on the door, but then I remember my hand is made of cotton. <laughs> <laughs> so even if you pound on the door, we wouldn't hear it. <laughs> yep. I guess you could tap with your nose if your nose is hard, like a hard plastic. I'm not doing that. That's my whole face. That's <laughs> <laughs> my face. You don't want to smash faces with the door? No. <laughs> Maybe you've got like a pencil on your hand or something? Yeah, I, I usually have a pencil, so I'll tap on the door. Pardon me, Mr. Irons. May I have a? May I speak with you in the hallway? Uh, sure. I'll get out and head to the... And I will go try to find some conspiratorial nook to duck into with him. So, the hallways... There's not a lot of people moving around in the hallways at the moment, but several people do have their doors open to their room. Like I said, uh, Yuna has her room, her door open. Amelia has her room open. And uh, her cat, Mao, is walking up and down the halls. Oh, I hate cats. <laughs> um, is there a vending machine? Not on the floor. There are vending machines down in the basement where there is a whole lounge. I'll take him to the stairwell. Okay, sure, that works. Makes it easier to push him down the stairs. <laughs> Again, I can only do that if I'm Edward. <laughs> I, I, Damien will actually, when we get to the stairwell, he will sit down on the stairs so that he gets close, so he's able to get closer to uh, Henry's height. Mr. Irons, it is imperative to me that you understand something. Yeah? Edward is not to be trusted. I got that by the way he tried to maul my face. Not that, the thievery. He is not the kind of criminal to use underlings or collaborate. You would do best not to get into a conspiracy with him. Sure. While I'm unable to influence Edward's actions while he is in control, I am fully cognizant of what he does and what he's- Yeah, I noticed that. Thanks for ruining my payday. You're welcome for not narking on you. I do. <laughs> that just if it becomes something dangerous i will have to do something i don't know if you've noticed but hurting people isn't really my thing i'm not interested terribly interested 
in the hero or the villain side. I want to get better at my powers, and I want to be able to use them to get what I want. What is it you? A good life. Money. Influence. Fun. What everybody wants. You and Edward have more in common than... Maybe, but I'm not interested in hurting people to get it. Why would I have to hurt someone? When I've got powers, I can be who I want to be. I can be successful on my own terms. I'm not going to go around robbing banks or whatever. Just understand that Edward was a lot like you in the beginning, and then he was put into a crucible that turned him into something worse. And I would hate to follow that path. You're a bright young man. Sure. And uh, Henry will step up onto the step next to uh, Damien, and he will dust himself off and he'll pat him on his shoulder with his little hand and say, Good chat, chum. <laughs> Damien will stand <laughs> up, pat Henry on the head, say, Yeah, you too. Then I will go back to my room to cry about being turned into Edward. It's my little American girl doll pillow. <laughs> and Alex is not in your room. Alex is eating pizza, I believe. Eating pizza and occasionally hopping up to try to pet the cat. Henry does prefer to cry in private, so that's perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the bear has trauma and apparently eats people's faces. I don't want that. Henry and I have that in common. Okay, so Cassian, you're getting settled into your room. Alex, you're eating pizza with Vincent. What are you guys chatting about as you're uh, devouring the pizza? All right, all right. The gusto that only a couple of teenagers can attack a pizza. <laughs> so, 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 super speed, right? Yeah. Okay. Does that affect, like, everything super, super fast? Or, like, can you still walk normal? Like, is the super speed only running or, like... Well, it's, it's pretty much everything. If I focus, I can just, you know, perceive things at super speed. But I do mostly use it for running, but I guess I try to move at normal speeds, otherwise everybody feels like they're just standing still and talking very slow and it's hard to hold a conversation. Uh-huh. And so, like, you can speed read books? Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't, like, like, remember a lot of it for a long time unless I make the effort to, you know, focus on it, but... Alright, alright, alright. So it's like, you can read it fast, but you still need time to process? Yeah, otherwise it's just in and out. Mm-hmm. Alright, that still sounds cool. Oh, actually, I have a question for you. Uh, what's the deal with the lava lamps? Uh, okay, 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 okay. So, so, one day, walking around, right? Find this abandoned warehouse. Completely abandoned. Go inside. Wrap ton of lava lamps. Like, it was just abandoned and there was a bunch of lava lamps. And I was like, well, it's abandoned, so no one's gonna take them. So I took a bunch of lava lamps. And then, like, the illusions all came. And I could be, like, very good at being invisible. And I was like, well, what's a, like, harmless way to occupy a portion of someone's mind forever? And I was like, got it. Leave him a lava lamp. And I had just found a bunch of lava lamps. Oh, so, so that's like a, it was like a coincidence kind of, wait, what do you mean occupy a portion of someone's mind? What, like? You, you come home and there's a lava lamp you do not have. Yeah. You're not going to stop thinking about that. But, like, what? I haven't done anything that hurts the person. It's not, like, occupying their mind in, like, a dude you just attacked. It's a, no, man, they just have a lava lamp now. And it's, you know, it's a weird thing. And why is that a thing you want? Entertaining. Oh, okay. So how do you make them come out of nowhere? Like, are they made of something? Like, what, do you, what did you, did you mix your own, like, like, did you, did you find the, the particles you used to put it together? Like, do you mix all the water and, like, the... Is that your own carbon tetrachloride, or are you getting it from somewhere? They <laughs> just pull out a lava lamp and go, Dude, I just have a lot of lava lamps. And just hand it to him. 
Not nearly smart enough to make them myself. Just very good at hiding them in ways that people notice. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm still really curious about the how, but sure. <laughs> Did I make illusions in your questioning how I have lava lamps? I mean, I'm, I'm questioning everything that everyone can do. I want to know how all of it works. I would love to know how my stuff works, honestly. It's not just magic, is it? I mean, it probably is, but like, it's also... Oh. The thing is, it's like gods. <laughs> Like, it's not like I was taught this. It was like, I don't know, my, mo my mom or someone was in my family as a god. Oh, this is straying a bit too close to magic stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love how disappointed he is. I can go into the biology route of trying to figure out which one. Oh, well, biology's a science. I can work with that. <laughs> I've been busy looking and I've got it down to a list because I only know my aunt, but... So, what, I mean, why... I mean, I guess I, I feel like that's a bit too personal to ask why she isn't around. I I mean, <laughs> a little bit. Eh, it's not like I know. It's been just my dad and I forever. Oh. Um, okay. And your dad doesn't have any sort of powers? No. Other than being kind of awful. But that's oh. not a power. Oh. Yeah, I... Like, awful how? Just not a great guy. Huh. I mean, my parents can be kind of strict, but they're not, you know, awful. Hey, also, um, do you know what the Raleigh-Taylor instability is? Because, and then he's just gonna go into, like, a whole other thing about <laughs> lava lamp physics. <laughs> well, listen. I think it's not just apparently canonical. Every Easter has ADHD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know... What? Looking at the list... Uh-huh. Your aunts and uncles... Yeah? ...are pretty horrible. Yeah! <laughs> They're Greek gods. Of course they are. Aren't they, like, all related to Pandora's box I or mean, something? no. You are Pandora's box. <laughs> but, 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 like, I mean, I guess among your, 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 your siblings are the, uh, the Hesperides, who are the nymphs of the evening and golden light of the sunset. Oh, my, my, my family is, like, all awful people. <laughs> I mean, and you've got, uh, Dreams. Dreams is one of your... You can't even mention the rest of that list. I mean, her uncle Thanatos is literally the end of all things. So. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you've got the fates and death spirits and the personified spirit of impending doom. And... You know, <laughs> like, do you want to go down the rest of that list? Actually, that might be your 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 mom might be Momus, the the uh, personification of satire and mockery. <laughs> That's probably one of the ones Alex is looking at. Like, you might. And then there's a uh, nemesis, you know, the personification of the the retribution for the sin of hubris, and Jerus from where we get the word geriatric. <laughs> it all comes back to geriatrics. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a Someone really. Tell me what that word means. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really horrible list of people who could be your parent. I, I don't, the worst part is Jemmy knows which one it is. Except for the fact that I'm looking at the list and I'm trying to remember which one it is. <laughs> like, I know, I just, I'm like, I think it's that one, but I'm not sure. Oh my god. What? One of them is literally the personification of, uh, petulance. <laughs> it's that one. It's absolutely that one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted. No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, if someone asks, Alex will explain. No, yeah, what I'm looking at is a bunch of, I'm, I'm not even about to lie to myself and say, that the few good ones are my parents, I'm willing to bet they're not. Well, for whatever it's worth, you 
seem all right to me, so if any of them are the bad ones, you didn't get any of that from them. But also, is it harder to make immiscible fluids? Because they don't mix together properly, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> and yeah, then he'll just be on another tangent. <laughs> I mean, they're eating pizza, so if they don't have to respond, that's fine. Just nodding. Cass, what are you doing after you get your stuff unpacked in your room? The smell of pizza is wafting towards you. Get the pizza, get the pizza. Um, Cassian will go to look where the pizza smell is coming from, but he has not decided that he will walk in there yet. <laughs> okay, so you will see that uh, it is in the room that Vincent and Alex are currently in, which actually, I guess, is probably the same common area that, uh, that uh, Damien is sitting at working on his after-action report. <laughs> you mean Jason? Or Jason, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not Damien. Damien, I assume, went back into his room. Yeah, you're like, after what? No, no. <laughs> Damien, I, I assume, went back into actually his room part of the quad, not well, the common I, area. Well, if there was no pizza, I think the was pizza. pizza was in Vincent and Chris's room. Yeah. No, like we reheated it and then we brought it back to the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more comfortable. To there would be pizza smell coming from that particular um, yeah. area, though, because he did ha- uh, heat up some hot pockets. Okay. Why have real pizza when there are Hot Pockets? Right. <laughs> so in other words, pretty much everyone other than the bear is somewhere near the pizza. <laughs> Cassian would actually probably gravitate towards Jason. Okay. Since he's a familiar face. By by the way, real quick, I do think we need a description from Alex of what it looks like when Henry cries. What are his tears made of? His tears are made out of small strands of silk lining that is just coming out from like, sort of like, all right, so you know how there are strings that hold his buttons to his head? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those unfurl and they fall out and they reappear. Oh my God. (laughs) His eyes droop down sort of like in tennis stocks (laughs) when he's crying. Oh God. No, that's horrifying. It is horrifying and like adorable. That's so bad. All right, so uh, Cass, you, uh, you, you, you're, you're, you're gravitating over towards Jason as Jason is writing, but well, typing, typing. <laughs> well, yeah. The arrogant, confident persona that Cassian had with the bullies and with the RA is gone again, and he's back to being sort of awkward around Jason. Hey, man. He'll look up from his iPad. Oh, hey, a hot pocket. Yeah. Uh, if you're willing to part with one. He kind of eyeballs the plate that's got, like, four Hot Pockets on it. And he's like... like I think he'd say yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can part with one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how's it How's it going? You're putting a report through to Bowman? Uh, yeah. Uh, we like to um, keep each other informed about, like, what we're doing when we're not together. Although, mostly it's been me lately doing the reporting. So, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't want to tell you about stepmom Sophie. <laughs> oh, no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard much from Resonant either recently. They must be doing something crazy. I mean, it's kind of what they do. Cassian will sort of sigh and just like throw himself back in the chair as he eats his hot pocket. Jason, this might be the first that you knew that Resonant had a ward. <laughs> yep. So he'll, he'll say that and go back to typing, and then he goes, wait, wait, what? You what? No resident? Yeah. 
I mean, and yeah. then I kind of look at his arm and go, I mean, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, she she found me when I was in a tough spot, and we've just sort of stayed in touch ever since. Huh. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know that you didn't know I wouldn't have name-dropped like that. That's oh, no, it's, I mean, it's fine. Uh, I wonder if Bowman knows. Do I know something Bowman doesn't? Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, no, that's cool. Uh... Hey, so your car. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, my car. If you want to maybe help me. Oh, dude, I've got it in my head that I've got... That that, that is my new project. We're gonna... That thing is perfect for, like, team transport. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna... Uh, oh, I have so many ideas. And he, like, pushes the after-action report aside and brings up his little... Um, you know, it, it's a tablet, so he's got one of those, like, design, you know, where he can draw on it and put in little... And he just brings up that program and starts, like, <laughs> immediately. Like, he knows what type of car that is, and he brings up a schematic of it, and he's, like, just going to town on the schematic of all the stuff that that we're going to do to this car. <laughs> do you mind, um, like, showing me what your plan is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, 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 look. And he's like beckoning you over to the, cause he was leaning up against the wall on his bed. And he's like, yeah, hey, come over here. Cassian will turn scarlet red and then sit down on the bed next to Jason. <laughs> and Jason is just going to be like going through and he's like, okay, so first thing we got to do is fix the engine because dude, that sounds like crap. And I think your transmission's going to fall out, which. Okay will leave your vehicle non-functioning. So we're going to fix that first. And then he's just go he just goes through the various, we're going to make it go fast. Here's where we can add some, uh, some weapons. Here's where we can add some like this and that here. Oh, oh, and I even have some, like some paint scheme ideas. Cause like your arm is real cool. So we could probably paint it to kind of look like that. He blushes again when he says that his arm is cool. He's just looking in between Jason and the plans at this point, just like overwhelmed, but nodding along like, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like this place has got to have a, a mechanic shop that, that, that we can use to, to do this. And if not, I have one. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he is like excited about this whole, he doesn't even notice that you're like being awkward because he is so excited about this car. Sounds good. All right. So does anyone have any special plans then for the remainder of the evening as you uh, settle into your rooms, you know, get dinner, try to, you know, adjust to your first night in your new... I mean, a bit. I'm going back to my room mm -hmm. to see the bear and check on him. Because, like, despite being a little afraid of the bear, that could possibly just murder me. <laughs> They're also a little worried, so just kind of walking in and being like, Hey, Henry? Oh, yes, uh, apologies, Alex. Give me a moment. No, no it's... Inhale deeply and pull my eyes back into my head. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, dude, there's um, nothing to apologize for. You alright? Uh, I am, I am much better now, thank you. I, I do not like turning into Edward. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyways, we have, like, you know how to control it? Like, prevent it better? I have been working on ways of preventing it, but it is frustratingly out of, out of hand. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I've discovered I that when I when I get angry or when I suffer high periods of stress or when I get set on fire, I have a habit of turning <laughs> into a Edward. Well, I can definitely guarantee I will not set you on fire, but anything I can do to make sure that we can try to avoid getting you too annoyed while sharing the dorm? Um, not anything in particular. I don't have any pet peeves. Um, maybe if you could tell me a story before I go to bed. Oh, sure. We can do that. Like, just child stories, or are we talking, like, interesting? I prefer children's stories. Alright, I can do that. And I will put on my little bear pajamas and get underneath the blankets. <laughs> Alex will just kind of, like, pull up Google and be like, Alright, where can I find a child- a children's story? <laughs> <laughs> We're looking up Colderoy. Internet! <laughs> We're pulling up Colderoy. And Henry will listen attentively, attentively while uh, Alex speaks, but will drift off and make little snoring noises uh, sooner <laughs> Does he actually sleep? He does not, but he does perform the pantomime for the benefit of his human teammates. I was gonna say, yeah, you're immune to all fortitude effects, so yeah, you don't actually need to sleep. But he likes playing make believe with people. It's one of his quirks. Aww. I mean, it's what teddy bears do. (laughs) Plus, I'm not trying to be like Megan on my little charging station, staring at people while they're sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate that. Thank you for that. All right. What about the rest of you? Anything else? Yeah, I would like to, um, if I can find Casanova, great. If I can't, I will go to his room. I want to reprogram either his key card or his door so that he can't get in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Please tell me it's like a, a, a revolving thing where... When it gets corrected, it automatically breaks itself again. <laughs> well, it is now. <laughs> so, the good news is, not only is that relatively easy for you to find, because Sebastian is actually the third floor RA of the uh, Edward Carter dormitory. Like, Because he's seriously. a senior. Boo. And because people defer to him. I hate him with my whole heart. I hate him so much! Whether they want to or not. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, probably not by choice. It's worth pointing out that uh, on his floor are both uh, uh, Eddie and Zoe. So both Chump and uh, Morgana. So, yeah, he's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be struggling. Okay. Getting in. You can certainly do that. <laughs> and then, you know, satisfied with myself, I'll head back, I'll head back to my room. Okay. Jason will be perfectly content to spend the entire night with uh, gas going over <laughs> these car plans. And like, has for nights? different reasons. <laughs> I mean, you know, until, oh, crap, it's midnight. We should probably go to sleep. <laughs> Cassian does not know what time it is. Cassian will listen to Jason until Jason stops talking. Aww. For hidden Aww. reasons. For his own reasons. <laughs> we should probably go to sleep. You mean together? Okay, let's go. Follows him. <laughs> oh no, wait! I'm already sitting on his bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna say. We should go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> lays down. You do nah. have a single. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you're gonna sleep together, you should go to your room. You've got the single. <laughs> <laughs> when Jason sort of is like, "Oh man, it's late. Like I should go to bed." Cassian will sort of like shake his head, like he's out of a stupor, and he's like, "Oh." Yeah, yeah, um, thanks for talking to me, man. 
<clears throat> since she, since they have established that this is happening in my room. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> How obvious is this? How Very long is it taking to pick up on it? Two seconds. <laughs> Cassian is not Subtle. good at hiding his feelings. <laughs> Okay. And Jason is very clearly completely oblivious to whatever the hell everybody's talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's a car, man. Look at a car. <laughs> Look at the car, guys. <laughs> We're going to have an awesome ride, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I hope so. Well, I'll take that away. <laughs> um, and then Cassian heads back to his room, turns his lava lamp on, and goes to bed. <laughs> uh, Vincent, anything special? He is kind of, so he was starting to like really get along with Chris, and now he's just like, I think now it's kind of hitting him how serious it is that Singularity team got blasted pretty hard, like hard enough that he ended up in the hospital. He's just like now reckoning with that, and he's just kind of flipping over like some notes and stuff that he was writing up before about wondering how Singularity team's powers work, and he's trying to condense them into something that he can show to Chris when he's back at school. Something that, like, a normal person could read. Aww. As everyone, you know, heads through their various activities for the evening, heads off to sleep for the first night, we will pick up with all of you in the morning on Saturday as you all get a message kind of blaring at you from either your computer or your smartphones that says, Very important floor meeting, 8 o'clock, in the basement, mandatory attendance. And we'll pick up with that next episode. <laughs>